Hello and welcome to another episode of The Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex, Mohanad is here. Hello, hello, it's been a while. It has been a while, you are fresh off your wedding anniversary, congratulations my friend. Yeah, wedding anniversary, a lot of things happening, I just I was busy, I don't know, you guys kept, uh, kept recording at times that just did not work. Also it was like the summer and you know I feel as a podcaster that our summers are getting very short now because because <laughs> we only get like three weeks off and then we're straight back into it um but yeah um it's exciting and I, like i actually started to miss football like i started to look at the calendar i'm like okay next week is the you know community shield is the official start yep. of the football calendar season and i'm like okay this is it saturday we go again there, there is no talk about the community shield it's no. two days away i've not seen anything about it because we're like right in the midst of friendlies and I don't know if it's just me, but this this year the friendlies seem a bit more like between proper teams as opposed mm-hmm. to like the most random teams. Like you got, you know, I think it was Barca Juve, Barca Madrid, Arsenal, Chelsea. There was like a couple of big, you know, I think City, Bayern. Like there was a couple of big games. So people Arsenal, actually... Orlando. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I knew that would come up. But you know what I mean? Like there was enough big games to care about as opposed to City just playing, I don't know, Eintracht Frankfurt or something. Yeah. There's also the Euros, which has been which has been fun. And is just coming to an end as the new season begins, which is kind of a weird, like usually you have the tournament and then you have a few weeks yeah. at least before well, the, the next season. Well, the what, England, Germany? Uh, England, yeah. Uh, wait, France won on the weekend. I thought it was England, Germany. Oh, no, yeah, Germany beat France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, England fucking smashed Sweden though. Well, yeah, but 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 this is this this would be the most English thing: lose to Germany on penalties in the final I mean, after yeah. having an unbelievable tournament. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that the the women's team is uh, mm. tied down by the same kind of emotional baggage in that respect. I hope not. I really hope not. Yeah, I, I don't think I've seen one of the the women players kind of hung from a street lamppost in Manchester. No, thank goodness. And, yeah, or like an effigy. Effigy yeah. of it. So I don't yeah. yeah, I don't think they have the same emotional package. Yeah, with any with any luck. Yeah. Um right. As we are but a week away from the start of the Premier League season, we thought we'd do a little preview. Um which I mean it was sparked we'd probably do a preview around this time anyway, but it was sparked by a conversation that you and Bernie and I had on the weekend in which Bernie bet me $30 uh, that Manchester United would finish higher than Arsenal. Now, I like to think of myself as fairly objective, you know, like I'm not a blind loyalty kind kind of guy when it comes to this, but that is objectively bonkers. Yeah, I think once, once you side with Arsenal, it's usually like, okay, we have to take this seriously. Because like, if I say it, it doesn't mean anything. I will, I will say anything. I will say Arsenal will win the Champions League. They're not even in it. Like, I will say anything. <laughs> but like, once you like say, you know what? No, I think Arsenal are going to do this or that. It's like, okay, maybe we should listen because this doesn't happen often. <laughs> It's true. Well, there aren't that many opportunities for it to happen. That's yeah, true. Speaking of opportunities, actually, did you see the um, the latest All or Nothing clip? I think yes. it came out today. With Arteta's heart disease, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. If anyone's not seen this, Arteta's doing like a, a big-time speech, pre-game speech. This um, is after the three losses in a row at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and yeah. he's um, he's telling people like, 
guys when I was a kid, I, I had a heart disease and this emergency team of specialists like sorted me out and that kind of stuff. And it's, you know, it's this big impassioned thing. And I just, my initial reaction was, how did he decide that this was the time to whip that out? Because like when you've got that speech in you, you know yeah. that you've, you can use it once and you have to pick yeah. the time. Well, this is technically his first full season. He he had to pull that out three games in to his first full season as manager. Somebody on Twitter commented on the video and said, bruh, this guy had to pull this out to beat Norwich at home next. Yeah. <laughs> like the next game was Norwich at home or whatever. Like it was just funny, you know. But look, what are you going to do? You lost the first three games of the season. You, I don't think he even scored a goal. So, like it was just bad. <laughs> but yeah, it, it did feel early, didn't it? Like it felt so early. I, I wonder what he's got left. He's going to have to make up some new stories. Yeah, like, guys, when I was a kid, I fell out of a tree. I almost drowned. Yeah, now we have to all lift each other up. He's calling friends, seeing if they've got any stories he can reuse. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's on August 4th, the Arsenal All or Nothing. Um, it's going to have some good moments. Um, Should be good. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's, uh, because what was supposed to keep me going was the Argentina all or nothing with Messi winning the Copa America. But then it got like pushed to November. They promised it last week. So I'm waiting there. I'm literally on the day of. I'm on Prime. And then they're like, oh, sorry, we're pushing it to like November. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I was yeah. really upset with that. So I got a full week now to kind of figure out what to do with my life. Hey, good luck. Yeah. I do find it weird that the... I don't think this has been the case with previous ones. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've, I think it's weird that the Arsenal one is coming out two days before the start of the season. Well, one day, technically, because we play on the 5th. Oh, true, 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 true. That, like, that seems very strange to me. Like, sh Wouldn't you want to put that out in the summer when there isn't, it doesn't conflict so, with the actual football? I'm assuming it was always going to be August 4th and just they didn't expect the season to start so early. Like, I know the World Cup has been announced for a while, but like the scheduling exactly and all that. So I assume they just went, this is the date. And then the football season actually is the thing that moved towards it, not the other way around. Because like, I mean, when are you going to bring it out? Preseason, like July feels like the season just ended and you're doing a preview of the season. Like, it's it's tough. I see what you're saying, but it's tough to get that perfect time. But the question is, is it all episodes at once? Can I like binge watch this thing? Or like, am yeah, I somehow going to need to watch last season while also watching this season's games live? That would feel weird. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. There isn't really a perfect time. You know what would be good is if, well, this doesn't work for English football because they keep playing over Christmas, but regular season, if there was a Christmas break, boom, oh, yeah. lovely little, little bit yeah. of content. But, to get but you again, you, you would be conflicted with what happened this season because it's <laughs> going to be fresh. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like I can't get into the next season and then watch a summary of last season. Because like, let's say, let's say I don't know, Shaka's having the, season, the half season of his life. And then December comes along and they show me last season. No, you're I'm angry. Just get, I'm, just, I'm just angry. Yeah, regardless. Like, <laughs> he could be the best player in the league. Now I'm just angry again, right? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, there's no good time to watch it. Watch it whenever you like. Exactly. Um, we've had uh, one question in um, from uh, Adriano on Twitter, which I want to get to just because I don't think we're going to cover it in the course of the Premier League stuff. Um, he's uh, sent us a screenshot from an account called Football Conspiracy. And mm -hmm. the tweet is. Um, Alvaro Morata is being is used by big clubs as a way to launder money, um, and Adriano um, says, "Prove this wrong." In brackets, you can't. And yeah, this really annoyed me. Um, not <laughs> not the tweet from from our friend Ryan, but because. We've been saying this for fucking years. Oh, yeah, we have. I, I was just, years. my first comment was like, this is not new information, is it? No, we've been saying this. 
on the podcast for years, and then well, football conspiracy <laughs> has got five thousand retweets. So, so let me tell you this: I don't know how good it is that what we've been saying is also being said by a, an account called Football Conspiracy. <laughs> I don't know if you want to like announce that too loudly, but you know me, I lap up conspiracies. I'm, I'm here for all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm down. Sure. Yeah. But this is not even a conspiracy. This is like, mm-hmm. look, so, so there's Murata. That's definitely money laundering. Yep. And there's like Lukaku who isn't, but, but clubs have spent like 350 million on him. You know mm. what I mean? There's like these are two different things. These are like bad decisions on the Lukaku side, and then on the Marata side, like no matter who you are, you cannot think that he's going to elevate your team in any way. Post no. like whatever he did with where was he relatively okay? I guess Real Madrid in the first place, and then yeah, a little. And then he had a reasonable spell at Juve, which clearly causes them to keep trying to bring him back <laughs> multiple times. That's yeah, it. I don't, yeah, no, no, there's no, there's, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, too many clubs go in for him big time. But the, but the, the, it's not even the too many, it's, it's all the same clubs. So he was at Real Madrid and then what was it? Chelsea? Let me see. Yeah, so that I was think a, Real Madrid, that was Chelsea place. was 75 million. Then Juve. Here we go. I'll tell you exactly. So Madrid B team, then Madrid. <laughs> Then Juventus. So he Juventus. Okay. So Madrid was ten goals and thirty-seven appearances, hardly pr- prolific, but it was his breakthrough season. And then Juventus was fifteen and sixty-four. Jesus. And then he came back to Madrid and actually did okay, fifteen and twenty-six. That's Sub- better yeah, than one and two. Subbing. Yeah. Yeah. And then sixteen and forty-seven for Chelsea. That's and actually then, better than I thought. It's not yeah. good, but it's better than I thought. It's less than one in five, bro. <laughs> As I said. Something like that. Or one in four. Like It's not good. And then you have 18 and 49. Exactly the same, pretty much exactly the same record at, Med- at Atletico Madrid for loan. Then they thought, what? Let's buy you. I, I guess they had to. <laughs> it had to be like a, like a no option thing, right? Maybe. They bought him. He scored zero and zero because they just moved him straight on to Juve for loan. Where he actually <laughs> has 20 and 67. You know, one in three. The problem is everything around it, right? He just doesn't do anything else. No, and he's also perpetually low on confidence. Yeah, he played. Okay, so for Spain, oh, okay. So look at this. Maybe this is it. Hmm. Spain under nineteens, eleven and thirteen. Step okay. up to Spain under twenty-one, thirteen and thirteen. So maybe that's in twenty fourteen. That's when Juve. Got him. So maybe, you know, that contributed a little bit. And then he has 26 and 50 for Spain, which is much better than I thought it was going to be. So, I mean, not to take away the only piece of credit that we were about to give him, but Morata's like quite a big, quick dude. So I feel like in youth football, that would have served Mm -hmm. him really well. He like developed Um, sooner. Yeah. yeah. mm -hmm. And, And probably wasn't overthinking everything. And then he became, you know, an adult and things got a lot harder. Also, international football is, is just easier than, than club football now, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially, yeah, you start to play teams that are, like, pretty bad sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes. I mean, the answer is yes. He is a vehicle mm-hmm. for money laundering, uh, allegedly. Just slipping that in. What's he going to do now? Like, he's at Juve alone, and then what? So, he's actually... Right now, he's back at Atleti. Yeah. And but, Juventus... And they, they just lost Suarez. They just lost Suarez, uh, who's gone back to Uruguay. Juventus allegedly want... Morata. This okay. So we're not going to cover this in the course of the Premier League either. So let's bring this up now. Juventus, according to Fabrizio Romano, want either Alvaro Morata or <laughs> Timo Werner. 
But 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 we talked about where Timo Werner can strive, and it's not the Premier League. No, but it it's is, also it... not Juventus. <sighs> Look, if Quadrado can do it, Quadrado's good. But like it's they they have similar things: erratic, but speedy and physical, and can like get to a byline. Like I, I don't know. Like, I feel like you need to be really technically secure to play in in Italy, or you should be. I mean, speaking of technically secure and playing in Italy, Dybala moving to Rome. I'm excited for that one a little bit. Him and Tammy Abraham linking up. Like, I know he's a bit, Man. you know, he, he's not at his, at his pump. But, like, have you seen that reception? I was going to say, if you weren't excited before the reception, that is mental. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it literally looked like an inauguration. Like, it looked like DC when, you know, when the I president mean, gets sworn in. I mean, it looked like Totti would be jealous. That's how good it was. I thought he was definitely jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's how good it was. And like, if I'm the Balan, I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm pretty much heading towards retirement. I feel like after that, I'm in the gym next morning because like, I cannot let you all down. Like, yeah. just, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Also, if he's got any chance of like keeping up with Tammy Abraham, he's going to need, because Tammy Abraham is not only quicker in the first place, but also about three feet taller. So if he like plays it through to Tammy and then wants to return ball... <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have to sprint his little legs off. Yeah, I'm surprised like they would let Dybala go and somehow potentially keep Morata or want to keep Morata. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. I get Morata provides a different Juve. Oh, Juve. I guess Morata provides a different set of skills, but no matter what those, no matter what that plan B is, like you keep Dybala over Morata. I know the injuries and stuff, but still. Yeah, I guess the, they probably they probably have to pay Morata a lot less. Is is my guess. <laughs> Also, like Morata, even though he's crap, his injury record is nowhere near as bad. Hmm. Good point. But yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Should we do the Premier League, the transfers, the ins, the outs, the uh, the well, little predictions? Wicked. All right. So we've both got little websites that show us all the all the transfers. I, so no, um, I just know them. I just know them all. <laughs> do you want to? Start? Okay. So on the website, can I, sorry, can I just start? Out. Can I just start with a question? Yeah, yeah. Very please. quick question, and this is important. Do you think so? Here's a question: Why on this website is oh I got it okay? AFC is Bournemouth, Bournemouth yeah is Bournemouth gonna keep their top spot come May of or June or whatever of 2023? Do you think that's possible? I rate Scott Parker, <laughs> <laughs> but no, okay. uh, I think. Well, hang on. By no, I mean by default. One minute into the first game of the season, though. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have lost it, so there you go. Um, as soon as it kicks off. Anyway, Actually, maybe maybe yeah. that could be a very interesting watch of how long are Bournemouth top of the table, either by them conceding or another team scoring. Like Maybe it's, what, seven minutes? Well, well except that Arsenal play oh, yeah. the day before. Right? So maybe, what, what if Arsenal only score, or City, or Palace only score, like, well, technically, technically, the minute the game starts, they exactly. both have a draw. Exactly. <laughs> so, Bournemouth are not even keeping it for a second. No, it's okay. done. The whistle blows, okay. they're down they're in right. the relegation. They're relegated, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, they might be anyway, because according to what I'm looking at, which is the Premier League website, so you'd hope it's true, they've done not very much. Uh, Ian, Ryan Fredericks from West Ham, right back, and Joe Rothwell from Blackburn. I'm going to click on details because I've never heard of him. Wait, who's Gary Cahill? Gary Cahill, Gary Cahill? No. There can't be more than one Gary Cahill. One Gary Cahill. He was just released. 
by them. I feel like I would know if the Gary Cahill was in Bournemouth. Hey, no, he may well have been. Oh, wow. He's got to be like 50 now. Uh, so Joe Rothwell is a midfielder. I don't know. Uh, look, clearly that's, that's it not... matter. They be... got him for a free... Like, Blackburn didn't want him. Like... <laughs> <laughs> So you don't need to go Google him. Blackburn they don't want him. Like, no. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I mean, you can't really be positive about their chances. I, again, really like Scott Parker. I think I haven't seen Bournemouth play, but I thought what he did with Fulham was quite impressive. Um, but yeah, down. Well, I got to look at the rest, but yeah, I mean, chances are down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Arsenal. The big a lot, one. A lot happening. In Marquinhos, Fabio Vieira, Matt Turner, Gabriel Jesus, and Alexander Zinchenko. Um, and of course, the ghost of Yuri Tielemans. <laughs> all like all for relatively okay cost. Like, I mean, the highest is Jesus at like 45 million, which is not bad. Mm-hmm. Not I bad mean, Fabio Vieira is, I suppose you could say a lot for someone that no one's really heard of or seen play. And obviously there are people that have, but you know, the majority mm-hmm. of people that support Arsenal or watch the Premier League. Um, but Portuguese, that, Portuguese know. people or Portuguese watchers, as of even last season before this link, were like, youngster to watch in Portuguese football, this guy's coming through. He mm-hmm. looks lightweight. He looks like he needs to hit the gym big time. A couple um, of burgers. Just like, Odegaard did because he played. They play in similar positions, but I like those transfers where nobody knows anything. It happened early on. He just came in. I check his highlights. He's a left-footed playmaker. I'm uh, like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes please. <laughs> Crafty. Le- I mean, he's not North African, so he's not your your perfect player. But no, he's, he's not no. far off. Yeah. So not I mean, he's off. very close to North Africa. How how far is Portugal? Like, exactly, like, Iberian yeah. Peninsula, mate. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Let, let, let's let's talk about this generally, um, and we'll try not to do too much on it because mm-hmm. you know there's a lot to do. But Arsenal last season very nearly finished fourth, messed it up towards the end. A lot of young players. They've clearly improved the squad. Gabriel Jesus you know, is a much better forward than Alexander Lacazette. Zinchenko is a much better uh, left-back backup option or central midfield backup option for Tierney and Jacker than, you know, who was it? Tavares last season. Um, Sambi Lokonga, I guess, sort of. Um, Fabio Vieira is, is great depth because they had no one that could really cover Odegaard. And there's Europa League this season. And there's Europa League this season. And Marquinhos, I don't know, that, that feels a bit like money laundering or like doing a little favor to Sao Paulo or one of Edu's mates. Like I've got that kind of vibe about it. But I mean, how much better do you think Arsenal are or will be this season? So I think most of Arsenal fans will tell you that the most exciting thing is that we're starting the season ready, strong. That hasn't happened in a very long time. Our first couple of games are always such a write-off. I mean, last season we saw what happened. Yes, there was COVID, etc. But there was also players that we signed late. You know, the Tomiyasu signing, the Ben White signing, the Ramsdale signing. All happened after that start of the season, blah, blah, blah. This season, we did it early. We did it quick. We did it efficiently. Also, the one thing, you know, we heard Tuchel's comments after the game. But it seems like we are quite fit for this stage of the season. Mm. Like that game against Chelsea, I know they were a bit behind, but like you can tell, especially in that heat in Florida, we were running. Like it looked like our players were, from a fitness perspective, already up to speed. Whether that's coming a little early into preseason practice, whether practice is, you know, intense, whatever it may be. It just seems like 
and results, you know, results are whatever. We'll see what happens. But like, it just feels like we are ready. Our squad is pretty much done. Maybe we'll sign one more player, a winger or a Tielemans or whatever. But like, last game, we pretty much started against Chelsea for like 60 minutes. Our starting 11 that will play against Crystal Palace in a week. And they played great and they seem to have that connection. You know, Zinchenko's only going to get better when he knows his teammates. And but Jesus just looks like he wants to be the man. He, You have that pep, like he had that confidence, uh, no pun intended. So <laughs> I'm very excited. I, I just hope they, that excitement continues into results and performances and yada, 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 because we look really good. Um, you know, obviously we don't want to get into any of whatever happened with some of our players and blah, blah, blah. But like, it seems like there's with like, you know, our our CDM and stuff. We don't want to get into that, that those little details, but like, it just seems that things are looking a bit better from just that whole thing. And maybe we'll play and whatever. So it's just like, things are looking up. Mm -hmm. I just hope the results come with it. Yeah. Um, I kind of do want to get into that though, except, Sure. I keep I keep hearing on other podcasts that you're not yeah. allowed to. Well, in England, at least. Yeah. So I'm not really sure of the legality of it. So yeah, yeah. all right. Well, maybe best leave it alone. Um, but that could let's just say that could have a serious impact. Oh, yeah. And derailing we, impact, not serious derailing. Like yeah. it could be like we are a whole other team. <laughs> yeah, but if you put yourself in that position by not doing anything about it then you've really only got yourself to win anyway we'll, we'll leave that there um yeah i i agree i i expect the season's long it's a weird season the world cup's in the middle everything's very unpredictable but i expect arsenal to be better than they were last season to pick up more points i expect arsenal to fly out of the blocks this season at the very least like i think it's going to be a very very good uh, first month or two for well, Arsenal. Well, the first five games are like all must wins. They're all very winnable games, all must win games. We cannot start slow because then that that you know the rough schedule catches up to you. The good teams catch up to you. Like the first five are all winnable. Like you need to come out of that with like thirteen points. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and yeah, I think I don't I don't know exactly what position. If you, if you if you had to ask me now, I would say Arsenal will finish above Chelsea because. Chelsea are just I can't you know we'll get to them very shortly but it's really hard to know what the hell they're doing or what they'll be like um and I certainly think that Arsenal will finish above Manchester United thus I think probably fourth yeah I think if I mean hmm go on Liverpool and City I, again we'll talk about them I think they are weaker than last season but not weak enough to be worse than anybody else exactly I don't know what Spurs are gonna do I you know again you talk about derailing of a season all you need is a a hurricane ankle injury, right? Like, again, so I would like to say top four, which means third or fourth. If if, you, if Arsenal have an unbelievable season, that, that means third. Third is like us doing the mm-hmm. best we could potentially do. Like, there's no more. Um, fourth would be great as well just to get back in the Champions League. And it's good to get back in the Champions League when you have this depth of squad. Last season, like, if it were last season we were in the Champions League, it would have been an absolute disaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Aston Villa uh, in Felipe Coutinho, who was there already. Uh, Bubakar Kamara, bit of a coup, that one. Diego Carlos, um, expensive centre-back from Sevilla. I kind of think he's going to be horrendous, but we'll see. Robin Olsen, uh, goalkeeper from Roma, he is horrendous. And then two people I've never heard of in my life. Rory Wilson from Rangers and Ludwig, sorry, Ludwig 
Augustinson from Sevilla, who I think is a full back. Yeah, I mean, is Diego Carlos there to take on what's his name's position? Left footed center back Mings? I don't know. My because... guess is it will be Carlos and Mings and Konza drops. Mm. Uh, although there's Chambers too, who Gerard seems to like. So I'm not entirely sure. What we do know is that uh, John McGinn has been made captain, and so Mings is not captain. John anymore. McGinn, is he even like guaranteed to start? He is now. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm, interesting. I think, look, I think Villa potentially from week to week are going to be a lot of fun to watch. And that's mm. kind of what they were towards the end of last season. Whether they're going to do anything kind of black horsey, I don't know. Um, again, it's all relative, right? Like, are they better than Leeds and Leicester? And I don't know, Wolves and West Ham. Yeah, you know, going to be very know. interesting. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to call. Like they they've strengthened clearly, but so has everyone around them, except a couple of people actually. We'll get to them. Um, okay, uh, Villa fans might feel shortchanged by that review, but uh, honestly, I'm not not sure what else. Well, to I mean, you. if we're gonna if we're gonna do all twenty clubs, you're not gonna get absolute <laughs> like insight on all twenty of them. No, for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Brentford in. <laughs> Max Dickov. Okay, sorry. Need to do a quick Google to see if that is the son of the in, the famous Paul. Wait, Dickov. I'm not seeing that on my website. Ah, uh, see, so got to go Premier League official. Twenty uh, seventh of July. That's today, April. There you go, Max Dickov. Ah, oh, you go to the announcement on the Brentford website, and it's four oh four not found. That's not going to feel very telling good. You, telling you, it didn't happen. It's not on this list. Hang on. You think is what Paul Dickov's son? It's got to be. How many Dickovs can there possibly be? Oh, yeah. See, on Paul Dickov's Wikipedia page, he's married to Janet, and the couple have three children, Lauren, Max, and Sam. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he is the I son. Think, yeah, confirmed. The son yeah, of Paul Dickov. Uh, other interesting things they've done, like Ben Mee on a free is not a bad signing. He's he's a good center back. You know, it's Brentford level. Yep. Um, they signed Keen Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> He's allegedly like the next kind of Bowen y figure. I'm well, excited to see. 17 million from Hull. I mean, you'd hope yeah. so. Yeah. Um, and Aaron Hickey, who was linked with Arsenal for a bit um, mm-hmm. before the Zinchenko thing came about, for 20 million. So I think, I mean, I don't know, but Aaron Hickey seems to be a good player. But, you know, how, how much can you really affect the game from left back too much for Brentford if you're really pinned back all the time? But. It'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, they lost Christian Eriksen to United, which is, I think, big for them because he he made like, he changed them when he joined big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah. I mean, I I'm looking at the their uh, their transfer moves. As you, as we said, Keen Lewis Potter is a good player. I think he's like more of a wide forward though. It doesn't look like they've signed like a midfield, like a central midfielder mm. of any particular renown. And so I'm wondering what they're going to do to to try to replace. Ericsson, if anything, but we'll, we will see. There were people, uh, United fans, dunking on them when United signed Christian Ericsson, uh, which seemed a bit inappropriate. But anyway, <laughs> good luck to Brentford next season. Brighton, Hove Albion. Uh, oh, man. Like, every summer you just sit here going, can Brighton sign a striker? And they're like, no, nope, we're going to get three teenagers from South America. And they've done it again. Julio Encisco from Libertad Asuncion, Benicio Baker Boiti from Porto, and Simon Andingra from Norgiland. These are not small fees, 10 million, 7 million. This is not like a punt. This is, you know, for Brighton, this is these are players that should contribute. 
Brighton are playing football manager. <laughs> yeah, they let Bissouma go as well to Spurs. Kind of had to, but yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a big miss for them in the middle of the park. It really will. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I feel like, uh, what, what's their manager called? Um, Potter. Potter. I, I, I don't know how happy he is being there. I, I don't know how like how long that that whole like yeah I'm happy at Brighton thing is gonna last. I'm, I don't know. I I think this is probably it. So mm. they're gonna they're about to lose Kukurea. Like that's pretty yeah. much bound to happen. So they'll have you know a chunk of money to spend. But can Brighton attract anyone that's really going to move the needle for them? Well, I and, feel like they're, I, they're I think good. you're right. Like I think Potter has got the most out of this squad, and this this is probably the last season. Yeah, well, I mean, when you talk up front, they have uh, that annoying, punchable guy. Mope. Mope, and then they have Welbeck kind of as a sub. They might be a good club for other clubs to loan out like young strikers. You know, I'm thinking Arsenal's... Um, what's the name? Oh, I know. Balogun. Balogun. Yeah. You know, things... I, I just say Balogun because I know just who sure. Arsenal have as a third striker. <laughs> but, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, they might be a good club for, for, for a Premier League club to kind of send out yeah. a, a young striker on loan just to play a couple of cup games or this or that or something. Yeah, well, they, they, by the rate they're going, they'll be desperate for players. So. Mm-hmm. Um, right, Chelsea in someone called Eddie Beach. Uh, he sounds sandy. Uh, Raheem Sterling, Khalid Koulibaly and Omari Hutchinson, uh, free transfer from Arsenal. That was a cheeky one. But let's talk about Sterling and, and Koulibaly. Like, Tuchel is very pissed off at the moment. He wants a lot more players, but he does seem very happy with these two. Yeah, I think I mean Chelsea tried to sign everybody and and anybody that will join them. I mean, and Barcelona keep saying no. Yeah, Barcelona keeps saying no. A lot of players keep saying no. Koulibaly, I think, is probably probably one of the top centre backs that they could have gotten. Um, how is he on the ball? Will be interesting. Um, but he, you know, he's he's a good he's a good he's a good player for sure. I mean, there's no there's no two ways about it. I think I don't know if they're going to still play three at the back. Him, Thiago Silva, and yeah, yeah, like they still have Colwell at the moment, but looks like they'll sell him. Once they got this against Arsenal early, young youngsters. Oh, Shalaba. Shalaba, yeah, potentially, or James will play as a third center back, and they maybe sign a a right back. You know. They could do a couple of things, but if, if they do play two at the back with Kulabali and Thiago Silva, it's not bad. Kulabali can kind of make up for Silva's lack of pace. Um, and at 34 million for Chelsea, that's pretty much free, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting to see that their pulling power, correlated or not, has definitely dropped after the Abramovich era. I mean, somebody put a brilliant tweet with Abramovich's yacht, and it's like, oh, I missed the times where all it took was a little <laughs> visit to this baby, and it was done. You know, it's true. Well, yeah. something that struck me about the Chelsea situation is like, it's not just Abramovich that's gone. Like, clearly, they they still got money; they can flash the money around. But instead of the slick, like, professional process it was before with Granovskaya and Petr Cech and like all the admin side of it being sorted now it's just like an american bloke barreling around europe trying to convince people to join his club like he's basically just todd bowley some weird rich people on the board and thomas tuchel who's like this irritable german who's probably (laughs) on the spectrum and i'm not sure how like appealing this is for people yeah no i know what you mean it's not it's also like what is the 
clear direction like what what are you trying to do i get it you're trying to win games but like how exactly and like like Mm -hmm. and this is the struggle i have as well of like where are chelsea gonna end up or how good or bad are they gonna be i always like misdiagnose chelsea because they always i will say this they always kind of do better than i expect just because they grind out the results it seems to happen for them but like i just even season to season last season season before i just don't see a plan i mean last season for example they finished third last season you know all their signings failed and they still finished third. You know, Havertz barely in and out. Lukaku failed. Werner failed. Ziyech failed. So it's like you've spent 200, 300 million. They all failed and he still finished third. Like it's just yeah. a bit weird, you know. This is what, what I mean, I, I'm a broken record on this, but this is what kind of cracks me up about Chelsea is that like the last few seasons since Lampard, basically, they've been carried by their homegrown players. They've been carried by Reese James. They've been carried by Mason Mount. Um, and yet they continue to just sell them off uh, like hot cross buns, even though they're clearly better than a lot of the guys that they try to bring in. It, it doesn't make much sense to me. Um, but, you know, we, we say all this, they still have a really good team. Like Sterling, Mount, Havertz, um, they really could have used Rafinha. I really understand going after that because there's no one really... Ziyech didn't work, he'll probably leave. Although if they can't replace him, maybe he'll stay. There's just no one really on that right-hand side who provides serious threat. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they have James there, which is great, but they need the forward player to step up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as well, with James there, potentially, do you need that left winger to be an absolute pace merchant and bursting and stuff? It Can it be Ziyech with a lot of overlap from James? You know what I mean? The cut-in kind of player that is not... like It just feels like Arfini and James are in each other's way compared to like mm-hmm. a Ziyech and a James who really wants to bomb down that side, right? That's a good point. It just We just haven't seen it really work mm-hmm. yet. Like flashes, but nothing sustained i, I yeah, guess you should also mention yeah go ahead uh conor gallagher is i mean w- when we talk about like a new signing that that is massive um a lot of talk about him not looking very good in preseason and just it's just because it's early <laughs> and it's a bit of a step up right sure. playing with chelsea and stuff it's a bit of a step up um it's a lot i would say it's a lot more fluid like there's a lot more gaps and it's, it is preseason, but like compared to Palace, or like compact, 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 go do your thing. Now there's like, well, Jorginho's barely running, and you know there's huge spaces, and you kind of got to cover yourself. And I think there's going to be a little bit of that transition, getting used to that responsibility of like, oh, the whole team doesn't play for me, kind of thing. Uh, especially with what Mount and Jorginho and those other positions, like you, you know, you're pretty much you can just go running. Um, but yes, Calgary's like a new signing. Um, I'm interested in seeing Sterling now. In a system where he has to do things, he yeah. has to be one of the main guys. He has to take the ball and go and make things happen, as opposed to like, oh, everybody's so great, I'm gonna kind of finish it off. Uh, and I want to see what that's like. I want to see if he still has that in him. That's yeah, that's fair. That will be interesting. I wonder how much he'll play up front as well. I mean, they really need a couple of reinforcements because beyond Havertz and Sterling in that front three, and we're not really even sure who the third one is. Like, there's just, there's no depth there. There really nope. isn't. Pulisic Unless they bring back Broja and actually use yeah. him, but God forbid. Um, um, I would just say the one thing to note before we move on is that unfortunately no more Danny Drinkwater uh, news from the under-23s because he's oh. officially been released. Shame. Has anyone picked him up? Do we know? Free. Oh, fee free. Just released. I don't know if anyone's picked him up yet. All right. Um, okay. Uh, quick prediction. I'm going to say fifth or sixth. Really? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep in mind that they always do better than I think they're <laughs> gonna do, and I'm gonna go f- fourth. 
All right. I, I, I don't know who's in third, but they're fourth. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, okay. Crystal Palace in Sam Johnson, goalkeeper. Uh, in Malcolm Eboy. I don't know how to say his name. I f- forgive me. Just focus and on the in, ones that like cost some money, Alex. Uh, he's good, though. <laughs> uh, and uh, the main signing so far, Czech uh, Decore. Um, Decore is supposed to be really good. Central midfielder, the Gallagher Which replacement. Decore? But... Like, there's so many Decores. <sighs> Yeah. There's just so many decors. Like I'm like, oh, from the one from Lonzo. Okay. Like there's just so many decors, and a lot of them are chic. Like it's like a lot of them are also the first name. It's, it's crazy. Um, Twenty-one million. Yeah, that's a big signing. And I think I don't know. It feels like a Vera signing. Does that make sense? It feels like someone who would be far more attracted to Palace because Vieira is there, plays in his position, etc. Yeah, yeah. It feels like it, we talked about this as well, like last season. You know, we talked about how it seems like a lot of Vieira signings are young um, African background players. Like it seems like that's kind of what he knows as well from France, especially. Like that's his thing. That's kind of his market. Um, and they looked really good for it. And you know, they had. Uh, Connor Calgar in there kind of doing his thing that kind of stood out a little bit but you know I think that's kind of where he knows the market that's where he's kind of picking players you know the French market the young the young French players doing a bit of an Arsene Wenger at the start of his career kind of thing and -hmm. I think it's gonna work for him quite well because I can't like I I don't know how good or bad these players are but from what he did last season I have faith that he's picking the right players and the Premier League needs um, I think it needs physicality compared to other leagues it just does Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the, his signings kind of guarantee that a bit. I think he recognizes that, and I think it's going to help him a lot in the long run. Yeah, and I think the integration should be easy because he clearly created a style and an identity, and so he's going to have picked players that can fit into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that the ceiling is much higher than it was last season necessarily, but just due to cohesion and stuff, uh, I'm going to say they'll pick up a few more points, but mid-table somewhere. Yep, yep, and he signed an American, Chris Richards. Which, oh, true. Yeah. You know, was at Bayern Munich. I mean, that was a little bit more glamorous for U.S. soccer, but yeah, there you go. Uh, Everton. <laughs> so far, out. Richarlison, Fabian Delph, anti-vaxxer. Gilfie Sigurdsson, nonce. Cenk Tunnison, <laughs> John Joe Kenny, Ryan Eastley, Jared Braithwaite. I mean, the out column is really good. Apart from Richarlison, you wouldn't really want to lose him. But the rest of it, like, you'd be pretty glad. Yeah, like it's whatever. Yeah, the, the in column is James Tarkovsky. So Burnley lost both of their center backs. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I, can I, do I don't know. I don't know. To. Like, like you know, we talk about how Arsenal were one point away from fourth and did what they did. Everton were one point away from relegation and uh, and, uh, and you know are signing Tarkovsky. Like, I don't, I don't oh. know. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, the, today, though, they actually sorry the, this oh, yeah. updating. Today they got Ruben Venegra, uh, who sounds like a salad dressing and plays wide, <laughs> and then they also appear to be signing Dwight. McNeil and I really like him. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But but there's also a limit to how broken your club is and your squad that like how much is Dwight McNeil gonna change that on his own kind of thing. So like I I'm still holding on to my prediction that Lampard is gonna be like first or second sacked. I think yeah. I, I think so too. I think that's really likely. Um I think the midfield is shocking. I mean but he, like he almost... front three of like Gordon, McNeil and Calvert Lewin on paper should be able to do something, but I don't trust Lampard to be able to yeah, make it work. I mean on paper the problem is Calvert Lewin is on the stretcher. <laughs> so it's like now what? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Lampard was really close to being the first manager sacked based on preseason results. Like it was super close. <laughs> Imagine. <I> was, yeah. 
<laughs> oh god. Yeah, I, uh, I think they're gonna. Yeah. I think they could potentially go down. I honestly think they could. Relegated or very close again. Because they only played when it was like, oh, the fans were all behind them and everything was on the line and stuff. If they do that from the start of the season and and play how they played kind of when nothing mattered, uh, at least at the start, it's not going to look good. No. What what we can say is that what we saw at the end of last season was absolutely peak Alex Iwobi. Like, he's not going to be able to be that good again. I mean, and that wasn't like crazy good. It was like, (laughs) fine, you're playing some football. You're running around. Well done. Uh, Fulham in Jao Paulinho, Manu Solomon, Andreas Pereira, and Kevin Mbabu. I mean, it's a great set of names, isn't it? Jao Paulinho, Kevin Mbabu uh, elevates any list. Um, Andreas Pereira is kind of hilarious. And uh, Manu Solomon, Israeli winger who is playing in Ukraine, should be interesting. Yeah, they, they still play in a barn. Like, I just don't care. Cottage. They still play like well, yeah, but it looks like a barn. Like it just looks so. I hate it. I absolutely hate Craven Cottage. It's just so. It's just not Premier League. It's just. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it's the, the the stands are short. Like there's not a lot of layers to them. The roof comes out a lot. It's all like gr- like brownish grays. Like it's just. Mm, I can't. I can't. Like I. I hated watching Arsenal play there. <laughs> Do you think that they don't invest in it because they're never sure if they can stay there long enough for it to be worth it? <laughs> That's a good point. It's like, cause, it's like, do we want to have a, a stadium that is not fit for the Premier League or do we want to have a stadium that's too good for the championship? <laughs> <laughs> that sums Fulham up perfectly, I think. Yeah. Um, Leeds, yeah, yeah, I don't really... Who's Fulham's manager? Oh, uh, Marco Silva, who is mm-hmm. constantly on fraud watch. He's done very well in the championship, but uh, what we saw in the Premier League from him was not impressive. So, I don't know. We'll see. Relegation or thereabouts? Yeah, I mean, losing Rafinha and Calvin Phillips is huge. Oh, oh sorry, you moved on to Leeds, yeah. Oh, sorry, I thought you moved on to Leeds. I, I nearly did, and then I went back to Fulham for a oh. sec. But yeah, you, you're right. I'm continue with Leeds. Sure. Yeah, I'm just saying, I mean, those are your two best players. We got Rafinha and Calvin Phillips gone. For, I mean, I know they made 110 million off or whatever, but like, who are you going to, you know, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how good Brendan Aronson is. I don't know. <laughs> Tyler Adams, I know a little bit of. I just don't know if he's still as good as when he kind of had that burst of, you know, good times. <laughs> um, but again, the signing seem, again, very tailored to their manager. Right, RB Leipzig, RB Leipzig, Bayern Munich, RB yeah. Salzburg. Like, it's what you know, right? Absolutely. Um, and I think, like, Leeds clearly decided that this is the direction they were going in. These are all signings that, like, analytics people are kind of very happy about. Um, and they've gone young and they've gone, you know, potential. And Mark Rocker, 10 million could be a bargain, but they are all gambles. Um, as Jesse Marsh was a gamble, frankly. So I think like Leeds could, at, in best case, kind of finish lower mid-table if all of this kind of clicks. And if not, they could be in serious trouble. Which is like, you know, applicable to like 12 Premier League teams. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Uh, Leicester City, what the is going Sign, on with Signed nobody, sold nobody. Everything is just kind of... The rumors are Schmeichel wants to go... Um, I don't know why. I mean, nothing's happening with Leicester. Like, absolutely nothing. It says literally signings none so far. It is very strange. It's it's as if something's going on there that we don't know. I don't I know. Was there another like, trip to Thailand the, or something? They're, they're the only team in, like, the top, whatever, 100, I think, teams in England football that haven't made a signing, something like that. 
Oy. Well, if they do absolutely nothing mid-table and or Brennan Rodgers quits. I love your comment when, when we talked about Leicester a couple of days ago on the thread and you're like, well, maybe Brendan Rodgers has got distracted again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you never know possible. with him. He, he was too busy writing the names in the envelope. <laughs> He's lost his envelopes. He's lost yeah, a lot yeah. of He's like, the, the people ones. that will disappoint me the most are the owners. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool, Darwin Nunes. I mean, like so, for the thoughts, fans. thoughts, thoughts on this. Is this going to be a crash and burn, or is it like, oh, Liverpool sign him? He must be incredible. So, I mean, my initial reaction to every transfer they do now is, oh, Liverpool sign him. He must be incredible. Obviously, the the little bits we've seen from preseason, even in the game where he scored four goals, there were bits that looked similar to how a donkey would play if he were in a Liverpool shirt. Um, I really want it to go badly, not because I have anything in particular against Liverpool. It's just so many of their signings have been perfect for so long. You just want one to, to not work. I just feel like, oh, he scored four goals. I'm like, nice. And I got all positive. Then I watched the highlights. I'm like, no, you guys deserve the worst thing that could ever happen to you this season because those were not four goals. That was a penalty that should have been saved. That was a finish that should have been saved. Another one like bungled over. I'm like, sorry, like, no, this clickbait highlights uh, <laughs> title is not going to work and now I hate everybody so I just think he's a totally different style to what they're used to and like how is that going to go well with with Salah and Diaz like how like it's just they're 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 all high energy running around interchanging positions Nunes is not going to do that he just wants the ball like kind of around the 18 yard box penalty penalty spot area so like is that going to work with Salah like I I don't know. That's the first thing. Like, I, I have no idea how mm. they're going to do. They lost a lot of, as well, good squad players because they need the depth. Like, Liverpool last season played every single game available to them. Mm-hmm. Now they lost Mane, Nico Williams, uh, Minamino, Ben Davies, Origi. Like, you know, they, Reese Williams even on loan. Like, they just, they lost a lot of players and they need players because they're going to play, they're going to play close to every single game this season as well. You're not wrong. Like, those were players, they were fringe players, but they were fringe players that were relied upon in important moments, in the Cups. Um, you know, to, like, Origi has got status for a reason, right? No, even even Minamino, top scorer in, like, the Carling mm-hmm. Cup, and mm-hmm. Nico Williams played a lot of games, and, you know, it's... They they relied on these players because they played again every single game. So, I'm, I'm very surprised with the amount of outgoings. Um, yeah, I, I I get that. They they have signed Fabio Cavallio from Fulham, who in preseason opposite to Nunes has looked really quite something. And Calvin Ramsey, who's a like teenage fullback mm-hmm. from Scotland, who's also supposed to be very promising. But yeah, it doesn't look like they're not linked with anyone. I mean, Liverpool kind of do their transfers out right. of nowhere anyway. But if they left it like this, you would worry a little bit. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to challenge for the title this season? No. So, so like, yes, in that I think they'll still be second because I think the yeah, distance challenge. between them and anyone else is, right. is still too great. But I think City might just run away with it this time. Do you think they can cope with, like, Salah out for five months? Not without Mane. Because, right. like, look, Diaz looked very impressive, but, but you and I, and, and I think Bernie agrees, were not entirely convinced like, obviously, it was his first six months in England, blah, blah, blah. But to me, he looked better than he actually delivered. 
and he'll need to change that. Like he's been given a lot of responsibility now that Mane's left. Um, yeah. And there, there are links with like Firmino and and a couple other clubs. I really would not sell him at this point. I think, I think kind of like Diaz coming in in January and stuff could have looked a lot worse than he looked in those six months. We'll give him that. He mm. could have looked worse, and that would be understandable. And blah blah blah. But I still think there was a lot of overhype of his contribution because he ran around a lot and blah, blah, blah. I still think there's a little bit of that chaos element where he's not 100% sure of what he's doing with the ball at all times. You know, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. like he's not, I would say, for example, he's not as skillful or talented as like a Rafinha. Like Rafinha will do to the ball exactly what he wants to do to the ball. I don't see that with Diaz. I feel like, yes, in the chaos and the craziness and the pressure and the fine. But like, can you do exactly what you want to do with the ball? Like, are you that that elite? I don't think so. What he might do is win the ball back really high a lot of times, and if he can then just lay it off to someone who's a bit more deliberate, that that might mm. that might be useful. But look, it, it's just a bit of a gamble. They, they, they've gambled, and at some point they were going to have to, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't just keep going with the same. It feels front like, three a, like a start of a new cycle. It's not like mm-hmm. the absolute start of a new cycle, but like next season. Salah yeah. kind of slightly on the decline. I know they gave him a new contract. How Diaz turns out this season, yada, yada, yada. Like it feels in a season or two, it's like unless they do something major, they're kind of starting a new cycle all over the pitch. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Uh, their direct rival, Manchester City, Erling Haaland, obviously. Calvin Phillips, obviously. Uh, let's call Kukurea done because it will be. Um, and uh, Stefan Ortega, who is a free goalkeeper from a relegated team in Germany. So, where is Calvin Phillips going to play? And how much is he going to play? My guess... So, where? Obviously, central midfield. I think you might see him at centre-back occasionally in the easier games. Maybe group stage, Champions League. Um, Instead of Rodri sometimes, with Rodri occasionally in tougher games. Um, How much? I don't know. 20, 25 games? Mm, I just feel like... He's there to be Rodri's backup. I don't see them playing together a lot. Like City don't have many games where they need two more defensive midfielders. No, not many. Not many. So it's like it's a good move for him. I mean, sure, there was hype for for a while now, but like he again, it's just the, the player and the style, right? He feels energy, run around, do your thing, be everywhere, blah blah blah. City and Pep seem to be, and I know they signed them, but like seem to be like okay. Hold your position. Do the do the simple things really well. You know, it just I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a huge fit. I know what you mean. Although I do think there's an element of like trying to get a bit of Fernandinho from a few years ago, mm. where he, he was more like run around and tackle everyone and and that kind of energy. And he kind of lost that, and they lost a bit of that too. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't think like Calvin Phillips is going to make the difference between them winning the league or the Champions League or anything, but whatever. They they also probably needed to fulfill some homegrown stuff. So that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean they did lose Sterling, who's homegrown, I assume. Is that, yeah. is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. Uh Erling Holland, yes, no. Uh, and by yes I mean yes so fifteen let, goals or yes twenty five goals. So let me put it this way. I for some reason want him to succeed. I like him. In the sense of like he's different. Yeah, I want him to do well, as opposed to like a Nunez where I don't care. I don't know. I, I can't tell you why. It's just a feeling thing. Sure. I want Haaland to do well, per, like individually. So I worry 
if he's, you know, quote unquote, flops a little bit. Like, I'm actually anxious. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I, he, no connection, right? City, Holland, like, I, whatever. But I have a slight anxiety of like a couple of games at the start not going so well. And like, I just don't like the whole media thing. And it's going to start to become, oh my God, and flop and this and that. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm a bit anxious about that happening. I don't want it to happen. Don't ask me why. I just want him to mm-hmm. do well. That's interesting. I, I think part of this stems from your, you like elite footballers and mm. you don't have that much time for the, for the ones beneath that level. And so um, He needs like, to do well. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there aren't that many, right? There's like four. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you don't want to drop out of that uh that's a that good category. Uh, Manchester United in Tyrell. So wait, wait, are they, are they oh, winning? The, were they winning the league? City? Yeah. Oh, sorry. One we didn't mention was um, what's the Argentine? Uh, Julian Alvarez, who oh, looks so excited really for him. Good. So excited. He looks really good. Like I think he might just come in and take the Premier League by storm. I mean, I was gonna say like he 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 came out of nowhere. Obviously, I'm not gonna say I knew him, but like when City started to be and like City fans online and stuff were like, oh my god, look at his goal here and look at his goal here and look at his and Argentina stuff. And I'm like, it got to the point where people are like, well, did he really need Holland at this rate? Like this guy <laughs> looks really good. Like he looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and, and there think, was a there was yeah. a game where he scored like six goals, but it wasn't like tap-ins. I remember we we like. We listed off. It was a right foot, left foot, header, run, one-on-one, tapping. Like, it was everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's been a lot of chat about, like, should City really have let Sterling and Jesus go in one summer? And I think that's a valid kind of mm-hmm. question to ask. But I think people don't know what's coming with this kid. Like, I think this is yeah. one of the big reasons that they were comfortable doing that. Um, Potentially an upgrade on Jesus just because he has the all-round game, it seems. Mm. Potentially. And I, I am. I have to say, I'm very excited about Jesus too. Very excited. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Manchester United, uh, Malasia, who is a left back. So um, if Luke Shaw hasn't eaten in yet, he will play some games. Um, Lissandra Martinez and Christian Eriksen so far. Yeah, straight off the bat, Tyrell is a great name. We haven't had it in the Premier League, I don't think. Ooh, it's good shout! Terrible. Yeah, Tyrell is a fantastic name. Um, so I'm going to be calling him Tyrell. It's way nicer than <laughs> Malasia, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Eriksen, I think he'll do well for them. I think he'll yep. give them... St- I mean, where does that sit with Beaky? I don't know. I don't um, know for, care. Yeah, for people that don't know who that is, that's, that's Donny van der Beek. But, well, I mean... Beaky thought, well, what's his name has come in Ten Hag and, you know, I'm going to kill it. But Chris Anderson feels like, well, whatever games Beaky was going to play, I mean, Ericsson is going to play those. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a weird one, I think, because they have a very similar player. I think Ericsson is a level above, but he is also getting older. Um, but I think he's going to do well. I think Ericsson is going to kind of semi-force his way into a starting 11. I, I, I think that they'd be mad. No, I Like, personally... I mean, you, you know this about me. I think Christian Eriksen is one of the best players in the world. Like, I just think he's phenomenal. And I think he's a lot more intelligent than anyone else yep. they have on the pitch. Oh, 100%. Like his football IQ, like he's going to get annoyed by some of these guys, I think. Um, in fact, oh, wait, can I play you this little clip? I hope this comes through. If it doesn't, we'll get Bernie to edit it. But listen to this. Hang on. I'm just going to turn the volume right up. No. Nothing's happening. You, you, uh, really? Yeah, no, it's not going to work that way because he's uh, just playing it. in your headphones. 
Okay, never mind. Uh, but basically, um, the Manchester United interview, they're doing the, like, the footage at the club, right? The, the new signing stuff. And the interviewer goes, who do you know in the dressing room? Like, obviously, we know there's a connection between you and Brandon Williams. <laughs> and <laughs> Ericsson literally laughs and goes, would we call that a connection? <laughs> and, and he, people were commenting, like, he seemed quite a, like, quite a bit peeved about being like the, the charity case. It's yeah, like, guys, yeah, yeah. that's over. Like, I'm back to being a footballer. Like, yeah. yeah, that's. Can we just move move along from the whole like, oh, it's isn't it cute that he's playing football kind of thing? Yeah, like, what was that connection? The guy was about to punch you, but didn't because you nearly died. You might die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. lovely. What a heartwarming story. <laughs> but anyway, what I was going to say is, I just think he's better than than what they have. The problem is that ideally you play him in the Bruno Fernandez position, and obviously you can't really do that. Although if United don't sign a striker, then like maybe Bruno has to play up there and then you can play them both. Unless they play... I mean, Fred is stepping up. The yeah. problem, though, is Fred isn't the deepest player, I don't think. I think you need Fred as the box-to-box and potentially need a deeper player. Like, is Lissandro Martinez coming to play as a, as a CDM? Because, I mean, who's he going to drop? Is he going to drop Maguire or um, Varane? Like, that doesn't make sense. They didn't sense. need a centre-back. Yeah, so he's either going to come in and play left back, Sandro Martinez, because Except they don't they've got two of those already. Well, yeah, they also they signed Tyrell. Yeah, so that means he's coming into play. I think Lissandro Martinez, Fred, and Bruno. I don't know because Martinez can play as a defensive mid, and honestly, I know it's a bit of wishy washy stuff, but he does seem really small for centre back in the Premier League. Yeah, he he's tiny. Does. He's tiny. It's like putting Cazorla back there. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say, like, against the easier teams, it would make a lot of sense if Ericsson played deeper and kind of orchestrated mm. things um, and used that intelligence. But then then the question is, who do you play next to him? Because that becomes really important. And maybe Martinez allows, uh, Martinez allows you to do that. Maybe Nouveau Fred allows you to do that. I'm not sure. It's going to be really interesting to see what Ten Hag does. They've looked a lot better in preseason than they looked last season. The bar is really low. But also, Ronaldo's just come back, and that might ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And, I mean, I'd... does Ten Hag want to play Rashford, Martial, and who is it? Sancho. And Sancho? I don't know if that's solid enough. I was telling Bernie, I was talking to him a bit, but just like, my issue with that is it's soft. Soft in the sense of, like, is Martial or Rashford going to play 38 consistent, kind of like top-level football? I don't see it. I see it yeah. going well when it's going well. I just don't see it going well when it's not going well, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they did last year when they had all of those guys, plus Cavani, plus Ronaldo, you kind of felt like, whoa, there's loads of forwards here. And then the Greenwood thing happened as well. And now they look a bit short mm-hmm. in those areas. Um, they do so have, what's his name, though? The youngster that played a lot last season. Um, winger. Oh, yeah, oh, everybody knows everybody Swedish knows, kids. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, knows yeah, what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. he, you know, he's not a bad player. He can come in and do a job as well and do a Alanga. role in the line guy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think they're going to finish fifth, fifth or sixth, depending. I, I think it's fifth and sixth. Yeah. I think just and this is biased. I think it's going to be fifth and sixth between Spurs and United, interchangeable. Okay. I, I I think that, but about Chelsea and United. Interesting. So Arsenal and Spurs interchanging third and fourth. Uh, Newcastle United have been like disappointingly 
sober and sensible. Um, although arguably even too sensible at this point. Uh, Nick Pope could, you know, make sense. Matt Target makes sense. Ben Botman makes sense. Although Where's he coming uh, from, Botman? Lille. And yeah. he's supposed to be really good, like ball playing. But from what I've seen, he also has a bit of a Sol Campbell-esque turning circle. Like old Sol Campbell. Yeah, like yeah. a bit of a boat. A boat yeah, like he makes a noise when he reverses. <laughs> Um, so we'll see how that does in the Premier League, but like, but they were they want... were already exciting kind of up top ish. So I think yeah. you know Pope, Target, and Botman makes sense because I would say if, if you only had to pick half of the half of the field to strengthen, I would have said Newcastle go at the back. They ha- they have enough exciting talent up top to keep them going, especially if striker what's his face can stop being injured. Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. Um, I think. I think they've got a good balance, especially with Matt Target staying at left back. They've got what's his face, English right back, a right back, if he's not injured as well. <laughs> I can't yeah. remember names, I'm sorry. And Nick Pope. I don't, know if, I don't know if they needed the goalkeeper upgrade. I like the Brafka, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody wanted to stay at Burnley. So that's Burnley's goalkeepers and two center backs gone. <laughs> so I, I think company's playing next season for them. He has to. Um, yeah, in, in all three positions. I mean, what do you think Newcastle are going to do? I mean, do you think they're going to push top? Eight? Do you think? Because look, the problem is there's already six teams that technically should finish six, like in the top six. Like these should be the six teams we know them. Mm-hmm. Fine. Now, like, what does that leave? Seventh? I think you're probably league? you're probably looking at a battle for seventh between West Ham and Newcastle. You think West Ham are still up there? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I we'll get to them in a minute, but I think so. Um, it would be different if Leicester had strengthened mm. or Everton were in that conversation now, but they're not, right? I think you're right. I think you're right. West Ham and, and Newcastle, and I don't know about Wolves. Yeah, I mean, they've done. Never know. I mean, we'll never know. Get about to them Wolves. in a second okay. too, but yes, they've done nothing this summer. Um, you think Newcastle yeah, still have like a signing up their sleeve for the? For you'd the, hope so. Like a paqueta I, want them to, or I just want them to do something stupid. You know like, that meme where you know that meme where brought him with a branch come on do something <laughs> yeah. yeah like i just want them to have their Robinho moment you know mm-hmm. 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 but anyway i um, I'm sorry just before we move on hmm. i never thought the new i just i don't know i'm not convinced that the newcastle project in quotations is anywhere near as ambitious or lofty as the city project i just i think it's like okay we bought the club we're gonna invest a little bit and we're gonna stay in the premier league comfortably i don't i don't see it to the extent of a city project why though? Like, I, if we, if we accept that it's sports washing, right? You get the most out of that by being successful. Maybe the hype, maybe just happened so far. I, 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 City came and it just felt like they just said we want to be the best team in the world. Like they said it out there. The Newcastle owners, first of all, they're a bit quiet. Like the main main dudes, like the Gulf, mm. the Saudi dudes, they're quiet. Mm. You know, we're listening to the lady and the guy. I don't care. City was like Sheikh Mansour. Boom, front, right, and center. Everywhere you go, you hear him. He talks. He does it. CMS PSG, whatever that Sheikh Mansour, whatever. Same thing. Front, right, and center. He's the guy. At at Newcastle, it feels like well, these are the guys, kind of the British guys running the club, and they're doing whatever, and we don't really hear from the Saudis as like we are going to transform this club. I, I'm just not getting the same feeling. I understand that. I, it's possible that that's because like Saudi Arabia has a slightly more intense reputation than Dubai the Emirates yeah. and Dubai. Um, like you, you know, the British media isn't full of stories of like people getting their hands chopped off in, in those countries or certainly wasn't back then. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Saudi, like you get that kind of stuff all the time. So maybe they're just being a bit more cautious, a bit more quiet. Um, 
the other thing is though that like you it's a lot harder now to just buy everyone and there, there are way more good teams so maybe they're just like we have to do this slowly anyway also I, I would say I would say kind of as a city to attract like an, a flashy European <laughs> Spanish dude and you gotta live in Newcastle. Like it's not even a joke. It's like serious. Like people people wanna stay in London clubs because of London. They don't even care yeah. about the club anymore, right? Like Manchester, fine, I can make it work. But Sunderland or New like I come on. <laughs> come on. I don't know, man. Watch Georgie Shore. It looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um Anyway, Southampton. Here's a team that's had like a very, very uh, wait, wait, clear... wait. What happened? Sorry, what happened to Nottingham Forest? Good question. What did? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, they've yeah, got strong. they've got like thirty signings. <laughs> I don't have time for this, man. We've gone an hour already. Yeah, uh, Tayo Awoni, Awoni. Yep. Yeah. Dean Henderson, Julian Bianconi, <laughs> Musa Niakate, Omar Richards, Nico Williams, Wayne Hennessy, Brendan Aguilera, Harry Toffolo. Lewis O'Brien and Jesse Lingo. I mean, it's just too many people, isn't it? Wayne Hennessy? Famously well interested in Nazis. Wow. <laughs> okay, I guess you need it. Like, so wait. So Wayne Hennessy and Henderson, did they lose their keeper? Because they like did, they, yeah, they did lose their okay. goalkeeper. They're, okay. they're number one. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Unless there's another Wayne Hennessy. Ooh, Carl Jenkinson got released. That's a shame. There, there's yeah, a brilliant yeah, name yeah. here, Gaitan Bong. Not really. Yeah. Oh, what a legend! What a legend! Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks like they've released like twenty players, and they've bought about fifteen. Mm. It's just when clubs do this when they get promoted, like it's nice, it's ambitious, but it never works, does it? It could work just enough, like by a couple of points, kind of work. Yeah. I, don't know. I know. I mean. You're spending a lot. It really comes down to, I, I can't comment on a lot of these players. It just comes down to how good your scouting department is. If you're doing a good job, then great. You've signed 10 very good players. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You better hope they uh, they get on and they can oh, yeah. form a unit. Um, yeah, good luck to them. We'll see. I mean, it's nice that they're back in the league. I'm, I'm very excited about that. You know, the, when we grew up, they were they were in it. And then OG, they, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be fun. Um and a great crest, as I think we've said before. Mm-hmm. Southampton are just signing. They signed the the Manchester City Academy dude as like a backroom recruitment bloke, and then they've just been trying to sign all the Manchester City youngsters. Which I mean, there are worse ideas, I suppose, but it's a bit of a gamble. But it's also like you can sign youngsters when your other your main team is good. I don't know if their main team is good. It's not. I mean, Joe Rebo is a really good addition to central midfield. Um. They've needed a goalkeeper for donkey's years, so it, however good Gavin Bazunu is, he's got to be better than like Alex McCarthy and Fraser Foster. Um, and then they've signed a bunch of young defenders and a young French striker called Sekumara. I was going to say they really need a striker. Yeah, and apparently this but, like German dude, you know, Armel Bella Kotchap, apparently he's very good. Under but they're all like very young. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's I feel it's similarly in the way that I feel about Leeds. Like, on paper, these all kind of make sense, and, like, you can say, yes, good transfer, but whether they actually work in practice, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Spurs. Richardson for $60 million, similar to what Rafinha went for. I don't know about that one. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a good player, but $60 million. I mean, look, is he a huge upgrade on Lucas? Sure. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah. Although I, I mean, they they upgraded on Lucas already with with Kulisevsky, who's you know. I, I think that's one thing that's going to be easy to overlook for people is that Benton Kerr and Kulisevsky in January mm-hmm. were brilliant signings, um, and then they've built on that with Basuma and Rashalison and um, even Spence. I mean, Spence potential. Like we saw some pretty great things from him last season, but he's never played a Premier League season. Well, so well, well, we'll see. But he, but he, this is a good place for him to go because there is really no defined for sure right back at Spurs. Like they're all iffy, right? Yep. Like none of them are solid, solid. So like if he's going to go anywhere and try and kind of by January break into the team, this is the place to go because they need a kind of a dynamic right back, right? I don't think what's his name is good enough. I think they've realized no. that and. I think the Spence signing is going to push him. Um, Perisic is also, again, people laugh at his age and whatever, but he's not coming to, to, to be the, you know, the everything there. But he's a good addition to, to the squad from a experience perspective. He's a good player. You know, Longley is another one. I don't know if he's going to hack it. But... He, yeah, I, I think what, what was clear with Longley is that like they wanted Bastoni. That wasn't going to happen. So they thought, let's get someone in that's not going to cost a lot of money. Is a backup to Ben Davis, basically. Um, so it's kind of whatever. Um, the, yeah, the, the Richarlison thing, it, it, I think, is a really important signing. I think it is a lot of money, like for the level of talent he has. I don't think he's the most talented footballer in the world. But what he is, is someone that can actually take up some of Harry Kane's minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, they can actually like... finally... Sorry, go on. No, no, I was going to say if you think 60 million, but if you think of it as like, well... Bergwijn went for 30 and Richardson is taking his place in the squad then the net is 30 million for Richardson okay yeah exactly and and they finally have someone that can that can play in that central striker role that isn't a massive massive drop off in quality mm-hmm. like obviously that anyone that isn't Kane is going to be a huge drop off but this allows them to do it allows them to rest Kane which you know maybe they get more out of him long run um Richardson could even replace Son in some games he really just gives them a lot of flexibility. And like the best sides have options. The best sides have players, you know, City don't worry about like, oh, we brought in another attacker. Where's he going to play? Like they don't worry about that. They just bring in the good players and they play when they play. Um, and so I think like building off of what they did last season, I'm like pretty confident unless there's some sort of Conte based combustion. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident that they'll be top four again, third or fourth. <sighs> I um well it's Spurs so I'm just hoping for like a major injury <laughs> here or there and it kind of derails their season a Son or a Kane like if yeah if both of them stay fit they'll make top four I think mm-hmm. if one of them gets injured for a prolonged period of time I don't know yeah we'll see I mean the thing is like Kane hasn't had that three month injury for a couple of seasons now but he used to and they used to finish top four anyway um but that was you know a different a different era I think um. Right, uh, last couple. We're nearly done, I promise. West Ham, uh, Naif Aguerd. God knows how if that's pronunciation. Alphonse Areola in goal, um, and Gianluca Scamacca is the, the main one. Come on, you irons. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Scamacca started by like, he's going to go to Arsenal, or he's going to go to like, oh, this PSG. or that. Yeah, exactly. And they ended up at West Ham. Look, West Ham need a striker. Yes. Big time. Is he a good player? Potentially. Is he going to be better than... What's his name? I don't Mikel know. Antonio? Yeah. Is he going to be better than like the, the guy who's just filling in a striker? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a very good question. It's also like... 
it's an interesting one because Antonio, you know exactly what you're going to get. Whereas Scamacca, like he looks really good, but he was playing for Sassuolo. And also the history of Italians in the Premier League is not a rich one. Um, so I, it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited to see if he's going to score a lot of goals. And, you know, they also signed uh, Ariola. Mm-hmm. Um, from PSG, which is, you know, uh, disrespectful to Fabianski, but he's 37 now, Fabianski, so he's not going to be playing forever. So I think this is kind of like a transition year of like, okay, next year you're 38, yeah. 39. This is not going to last forever, and Ariola kind of comes in and, and does his thing. I think, is it, wasn't he on loan at West Ham? Yeah, he, there was, was that, he was there. Yeah. There was that cute video of his family super happy when they heard that they're staying because they like the area, they like where they are, they're settled in. And like, as I grow older... I start to realize that these are decisions that players make. When you're younger, it's like, oh, just go to the best club and that's it. But it's like, oh, is Leno going to pick Leicester over Fulham? Probably not. He just wants to stay in London. His <laughs> wife is happy. His girlfriend, his daughter, you know, like yep. it does make a huge difference. Like these players have families and, you know, you can't just go, oh, well, the best club means I got to uproot my life. So, yeah, it's it's interesting to look at it from the other side. As you get older, you start to look at it a lot more than just like, oh, what's the best club or who's giving me the most money? Right. Exactly. Yep. Very true. Um, one question I would ask of West Ham is emotionally, will they be able to deal without Mark Noble? That's a good point. That's a good point. He's retired. Yep. He just says retired. Yep. Hmm. Uh, also, Andrei Armelenko went to Alain. He's going to need, I think that's in Qatar. He's going to need a lot of sunscreen. Oh, big time. <laughs> He's going to have to <laughs> dive in it. Like most of the players will get in the. Um, in the like ice pool or whatever, yeah. <laughs> dunk himself into the, yeah. <laughs> into the sunscreen. Um, yeah, West Ham, as we said, I think like seventh, eighth, that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of area. Wolverhampton Wanderers, I don't know, man. Like they spent a bunch of money on Nathan Collins, who I think is really good actually, but like they really need some players, especially because um, didn't uh, uh, Raul Jimenez just get injured for three months or something, and they already loaned out Fabio um, Silva. He's always injured now. Yeah, he's going to be... He's, he seems to be always injured. And, like, <sighs> Neto is still kind of, like, is he staying? Mm. Right? Like, Neto hasn't been sold yet. But, like, you know, rumors of, you know, clubs that missed out on Rafinha or whatever. Like, oh, can we just get Neto as a little bag? I, you know, there's... Good Neto shot. is still kind of... Yeah, like, even Arsenal fans are like, hmm, what about let's go back in for Neto and, like, have him as a backup or, you know. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting. Jared Bowen is another one for West Ham. Like, is he definitely staying? Mm. Um. Chelsea could uh, Chelsea could do well. I think so. I think I think that would be a good signing for Chelsea. Very mm-hmm. good signing for Chelsea. Um, yeah. yeah, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. They kept uh, Wang Hee Chan. They kept him. Yep. Uh, Ruben Neves is hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Jean-Martinho, an extension. So I don't know. More of the same from Wolves, I, I guess. Yeah, it's one of those where I'm, I'm. I'm surprised that Roman Saiz left on a free. I'm surprised they didn't keep him. He seemed to be doing okay. Yeah, a lot of bookings. A lot of bookings. <laughs> anyway, that is, uh, that's all the teams, folks. That's an hour and 15 minutes. All the teams. Uh, don't know where else you're going to get that level of dedication. Um, <laughs> but uh, please forgive us. <laughs> yeah, no, that was fun. I mean, it just kind of sets us up for the season. Like, it's a good rundown of like, okay, the season's going to start in a week. I know who's where and what they're doing. So, Because, you know, everybody's get preparing for their fantasy Premier League. This should help. Absolutely. This yeah. should help. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know what the hell to do with mine, but you know, I've I think changed you go, it like nine times. You go Holland, Salah, 
and then you play around that. Fill in umpa lumpers for the yeah, rest yeah. of the team. Yeah, you have to. Maybe one more good player, and then the rest is going to be like, okay, which which kind of five point oh six point oh is going to have an unbelievable start to the season? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, well, we are off to uh, to keep filming the Under the Cosh All or Nothing documentary, um, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Yeah.